All right. Well, thank you, Deborah. That wraps up our audience contribution on that question. So now we'll go ahead and open up the discussion to the question. And Shrikant, you, if you want to moderate this section of it, if you have a good idea for how to facilitate this with this many people, sure. the, the, the question is, what does it take to change a person's mind? What kinds of ideas and experiences actually shift our perspective? And how do we focus on being the kinds of people that are receptive to those positive changes? All right, folks, we've heard some amazing, amazing stories. Uh, this is just great. Um, so uh, just you can just line up to talk about these questions that Chase posed by typing an exclamation mark or raising your hand in Zoom. Everyone is too blown away by the discussion to ask questions. Shelly, oh. go ahead. Um, I didn't um, have a question to ask so much as just really a, com a, a comment. You know, in, in my case, I think it was the change came out of necessity, right? So it was forced. Um, and I think then in a situation like that, then you have to ask, well, what, what causes one to push through something like that as opposed to sink into despair and take no action, right? Um, because it can be overwhelming if you have to make, if you're forced to make changes, if your whole life changes and you literally had nothing to do with any of the change, right? So then it's necessity, but then it's grappling with that. So um, I'd love to hear from some of the other people who like, purposed to make the change instead of it being like in my case and in my story in this instance where it was really literally out of necessity you know I, ha I had to do something um, because of the actions of someone else thank you Shelly uh, next up is Joe and followed by Katen. Uh Joe go ahead yeah I mean I I also was changing out of necessity as well because the reality was that I wasn't going to be living an ethical life. And there was something that was completely false um, about the way I was living. So that had to change and I had to break away. Uh, and so that it was a, you know, it was necessary for my own personal sanity and happiness. Um, you know, one of the most important things, though, I realize in this change, if you're talking about change with other people, is to also have a real understanding that you're very lucky to have made a change and not to judge others that can't make the change um, in whatever the circumstances may be. You know, if, you know, I often use this example, if somebody's an alcoholic and there's two ways they can approach it they can beat the alcoholism and they can help other people become, you know, uh, uh, you know, become sober themselves, or they can pass judgment and say, I became sober. Why can't you? And the, the, that's a really important distinction because you have to have a certain level of appreciation that everybody's experience is a little bit different and that, you know, you were just really lucky 
to be, you know, I, I found that groups like this and the Thinking Society and Stoicism and, uh, you know, friends that were patient with me. Uh, so not everybody has that. And so I need to, you know, keep that in mind whenever I'm thinking about somebody asking them to upend their way of thinking is that, you know, how they get there. And we've spoken about the importance of community in that process. It really isn't, you know, it's, it is the individual obviously, but it, but it's also putting the person in a position to succeed as well. Um, so, and, and recognizing that not everybody's going to be able to make that change, but to understand and respect the way they, you know, that their choices at the same time. And that's an important distinction. I think, um, when we're talking about change for other people and change for ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with, you know, addressing both what Shelley said and what uh, Joe, you said, I mean, this kind of the change is a very delicate mechanism of kind of that switch where you decide that you're going to do something because it is easy for people to kind of give up and it is easy for people to never see what is possible. And that, little switch, that delicate switch, which you have to do yourself. Uh, and then it then just kind of, um, it spirals. Uh, and there is a kind of virtuous loop that begins, but it's the starting point is, is very, very tiny of the, that, that decision. Uh, next up is Cotton, Carl, and Deborah. Cotton, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, my... My, I'm not going to go into my background, but my switch, I mean, the biggest one that could pick up and for the reason is Bob Dylan. You know, I don't know why I say Bob Dylan, because uh, the, and then going with the road, not taken, that kind of thing. So just historically, you know, my background, I have to go in this path to succeed, do this, do this, do science, da, 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 you know, obey parents, do this way. But I think inside, I was always philosoph philosophical or artistic inside, you know. But so I obeyed my parents. I did my thing, school, did my career, da 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 da. No regrets, but always inside, that's there. So somebody, I think some boyfriend in college was into Bob Dylan, and I thought he was really obnoxious or something. But then when the time came right, I started listening. And then I started reading because I really enjoyed literature, poetry, and um, listening to his lyrics. And then I just went the whole gamut of everybody, you know, like all the the poets or Joan, Joni Mitchell, everybody, those guys, everybody. So anyway, that's kind of, you know, and then it's going and that kind of opened up. So now everything, everything's coming in, everything. And it's like, infinite right because it's like oh no i can't read this i can't read this i can't read this anyway to make a long story short um the way i i talk fast because i don't want to take up so much time um so then you know back uh, fast forward like 40 years or 30 years however you know i'm at this place and my colleagues are at this place like let's say they look like me you know um they're kind of happy with their big houses and big cars and big everything. Their children are going to this school and this school. But I feel like it's, I don't feel like that's so significant. And so I always feel like, as I say, an alien, you know, 
like I'm an alien. And you know, a lot of times they get bored, you know, like with talking to them and not to be so arrogant. Like, you know, I, would, I guess I would come off as arrogant because I kind of made the switch to not be this conventional path to this weird path, you know, like you guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, like and like musicians, you know, you just play music. You don't have to really talk, but I just get to uh, like frustration or dissatisfaction, even among like family members. You know, I don't want to get into too much detail, but so then after COVID, I'm like, oh, I don't have my musician orchestras or whatever rehearsals. So I was happy to find like, wow, bunch of aliens, you know, who can. Kind of like, (laughs) there are actually other aliens out there. I was shocked. But what I'm saying is, I think it's kind of in there that needs to spring out. And sometimes it's not there. Then you're perfectly fine with the the cap on. But I think, and I think also believe in, you know, destiny, Carl Jung, everything, you know. I think there's, you're going to get some nudge here and there along the way, you know, mm-hmm. so that's how I do it. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Katrin. Um, I think, I mean, the, the idea of kind of, you know, the Stoics had the idea of cosmopolitan uh, or what Debra was talking about of basically engaging the world or, or what, um, you know, Dave talked about kind of being open, sharing experiences. Um, it's all about, you know, or we've talked a lot about kind of authentic relating and what it can do. And that's what, you know, that's why, you know, it feels like aliens in the sense that we are aliens in the sense that we are unusually open to people, not just from our own community, our own um, little group, but we are genuinely open to people who are very different from us. And we are much more open about sharing our ideas and learning from each other. So I think that's what makes it different. Um, next up is Carl, Deborah, and Dave. Carl, go ahead. Uh, yes, thank you, Shurkan. I just wanted to address uh, Chase's question about what what creates, what at least what I believe creates that switch. Um, my expertise is in narrative and storytelling. And to us, we always have the saying about character, that true character is how they handle pressure. In crisis, and I think Shelley's stories and Joe's stories are a testament to their character. Now, I don't know how their character comes about, right? Could be genetic, could be their personality traits, you know. Uh, but to me, that's what it is. The more pressure you have, the, the more I think you're overcoming. There's a saying about failure is not falling down; it's staying down when you when you fall, right? And so you know, fall eight times, get up nine times, and that's success, right? Um, So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I just want to add one thing. I mean, I think Carl Jung understands this very well, Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, he said, in the filth, it will be found. It's like, it is, because we really don't know what our capabilities are. Seriously, we don't know what we can do. You know, I'm listening to stories like Shelley's and saying, wait a minute, I've not done anything like that, anything that difficult, you know? And so we don't know what our potentialities are. So what happens is that when we actually face a difficulty, the biggest thing we discover, biggest is what we were capable of and what we've been, we were capable of all through this time when we were not actually engaging any of it. So absolutely. Uh, Can I just, yeah. So 
I think that part of that getting up process is actually, I mean, it, it shows in your character. It's the ability, and I do think this is something that can be trained. It's the ability to, when adversity strikes, continue to face into it instead of facing away and sort of letting it happen to you. I think that that's why when you see people, like I think of John, who many people in this group are familiar with, uh, and he's actually, he's been on the podcast before, but uh, my friend John is the kind of person who deliberately seeks out adversity to probably one of the highest extremes that I've ever seen, specifically to, in some sense, practice that ability so that if adversity he didn't volunteer for comes around, he already knows it, 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 from a character sense what to do. It's just about applying the character he's already got to the situation at hand. And I think that's something that we can all learn from John and from the from Shelley and from everybody who has stories that relate that experience. Next up is Deborah, followed by Dave. Deborah, go ahead. Okay, so this is not quite as positive, but I wanted to let um, you guys know, and I'm, I'm tell, saying this to Shelley in particular, that even though I just painted this beautiful picture of this wonderful loveliness in my life, I have had a lot of crazy stuff happen when I was younger. And um, so I wanted to tell her what my reaction is to her thought and question. Um, so I was uh, born into a family where my father was like a very serious alcoholic, really in crazy and out of control. So um, because of that and dealing with that, I uh, developed a really high tolerance for putting up with crap. And I recognize that in myself. So I have this like crazy amount of empathy and I'd always put myself second in a relationship. Um, but then I also have a lot of self-preservation and I can be very pragmatic. So once I pull myself out of this dreamland, then self-preservation kind of kicks in. And then I look at mistakes other people made, like say marrying a guy like that. And I pull myself out of it and I say, wait a minute, I'm putting this person first. I need to put myself first. And then um, I think it has a lot to do with personality type too, because I inherited my mother's personality and she was like very, um, uh, very strong in character. Um, and the positive thing about having gone through all that adversity as a child for so many years is that I'm able to use that strength in my teaching and to be very empathetic with many different people. And so, again, I think that um, when something like that happens, like for me, you asked if we were forced into it or not. Um, I was in a relationship with a guy. He was bipolar, but actually and I put an, I just said, if he's not taking his medication, this is kind of personal, but it sounds like the night for it. And that I would cut him off because it's it was getting to the point where it's getting dangerous. And so I gave it a deal breaker date that if he doesn't get it together by the end of the year, I'll break up with him the second week of January. 
And that's what I ended up doing. I had to get the police involved and everything. But so from then on, I surround myself with people who have reciprocal relationships with me. If I can give them love, they can give me love. If I can give them a shoulder to cry on, they can give that to me too. So I think that no matter what we go through, the, the wonderful thing about it is the strength of character we get and how we can relate to other people so much better from going through that. And so for me, the reason I haven't gone to a therapist is my singing, because that is my therapy. And that has just been everything for me, as you could probably tell. So see, I tied it together and I related to Shelly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Uh, next up is Dave. Yeah, thanks, Shikant. I'm a member of Veterans for Peace, many of you know, and I'm on our homeless working group, homeless veterans. And it just occurred to me that uh, I don't want to get into Shelly's story, but I, th I suspect things were touch and go for a while. And I think for a lot of people, a big change like that in your life could be overwhelming. And I think that's where a lot of people end up homeless because they just can't deal with it and they don't have people to fall back on, whether it be church or family or whatever. Uh, 12,000 in Seattle, and I just found out in my county, the south of Seattle is 3,000 in this town of Tacoma. And to me, I'm very ashamed of our society, the richest country in the world is not taking care of our own people. But just want to make that comment. And, and again, Shelly, congratulations on you to, to pull through and uh, make a success of yourself. Thank you, Dave. Um, anybody else? Okay. Um, so this has been an amazing, amazing uh, day. So I, I thought this was, this was very special. I think this is one of the best episodes I've seen because of just, you know, just because it is, these are like core parts of people's lives and core parts of um, who they are. I mean, the thing is that I really like doing these meetups because I get to interact with people like this. And I knew right from the beginning, whenever, you know, when Chase proposed, Chase and Alex proposed this idea, I said, okay, you know, I, I just look through the list and say, okay, these are the people I have to ask them if they want to say something. <laughs> And I'm, I'm just honored and grateful that so many of you took that up and, um, you know, just, just thank you so much. I mean, uh, it's very inspiring, you know, relatively, um, I have had an easy life and I've had some challenges and I've grown tremendously with challenges, but it's always, for me, I think that for all of us, what we can do is undiscovered territory. And it can be, it is actually very large of what we can do. So to me, kind of hearing these stories is, is very inspirational. Uh, next up is Joe. Joe, go ahead. I, I just want to add one thing to that. Um, you know, one of the things that have also been through my transition is that, you know, working again, with the Philadelphia Thinking Society and their ability to allow me to be wrong, but also the, the 52 Living Ideas community that you've created has been absolutely critical in this effort because there was something that you said to me before I presented the other evening 
uh, and that was uh, before the Stoicism uh, presentation. And I said, you know, I'm kind of nervous. And you said, why are you nervous? You're amongst friends. And you've created a community where people do feel safe to explore. And, you know, that is something that is worth more than any, you know, amount of money, anything. It's, it's just, and it, it is as critical to my personal growth, specifically in the past few months. And every time I get a little bit tired and thinking, maybe am I not going to make it tonight? Maybe, you know, and I think to myself, uh, Shukran's putting this on. So I'm like, you know, I say to myself, you know, I can show up. Mm-hmm. It's it, it just, I can do my part by just showing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a really critical part of my personal recovery and growth in this period. And after a period of time, the meditation and the things that along come along those lines is, so what I'm trying to say is the 52 living ideas and the people that make up that community uh, you know, Chase, Alex, you know, Roger, when, uh, the regular presenters, um, you know, that's, that, that is an example for us and that changes people's lives. So I think that that's something also to recognize is that you're changing people's lives without maybe understanding the magnitude by what you're actually doing it. Well, th- th- thank you, Joe. I mean, I, I really appreciate it. And I have to say that, you know, yours, your participation, and especially yours connecting the two groups that you really uh, value, you know, the Greater Philadelphia uh, Thinking Society. I mean, it's a remarkable group group of people, you know, CJ and Sanjay and, uh, you know, just vaccine and just a whole bunch of people. And what has happened is that, um, you know, you were the one to actually see it, that, oh, they are similar kind of people. And you told me, I, you have to talk to CJ. And I did. And within like very short period of time, we have, we have all these Wednesdays full till end of September. And I have to schedule things on Sundays. And it's all, you know, so, so it's, it's just a complete uh, win-win. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Uh, next, next up is Kavita followed by Shelly. Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, thanks for sharing all your inspirational stories and your personal life. Um, it was very nice to know each one of you and I'm part of this group. I'm so honored to be here. And uh, everyone's uh, story has a connection with mine own, like in every sort of way, because I had traveled, moved out of my country. I have nobody here. Um, so that forced me into a necessity of doing things by myself, which I have never tried before in my life. And uh, also Shelly's situation, I have a similar situation to that, but I don't want to get into the details. But then um, I just stopped um, blaming people. Instead, I took up um, the responsibility and to do things and uh, no community or support. Yeah. And, um, you know, being judged and all that, I've become so stronger. And uh, I think 52 Living Ideas has gotten me this place where I can actually, 
you know, listen to people's conversations, which is so inspirational. Day to day, I'm taking so much away from it. I don't talk much because I don't have so much to articulate myself. But I think now I've started journaling because of stoicism. <laughs> so like everything is like, I'm, I'm like Kate said, it was like a boom, like everything's starting to falling in place. I'm, I'm trying to figure, I'm actually getting so emotional. So my voice is also <laughs> kind of like, um, I'm like so happy. That's, that's the reason for it. It's, it's like tears with so much joy that I can't ex- express it more than this. Um, it's, it's just great. Like knowing about Carl Jung, Jordan Peterson, and, you know, um, stoicism, meditation, everything has like set my life. I was like wandering not knowing what to do with my life, how to figure out things. But now I think I have like um, set out a schedule for myself. I'm just looking up for nine o'clock when it is going to be, when it's 2.30 on Saturday. So I don't have to worry about what I'm going to do next. Like, like my life was being so, I, I had no purpose or something. And I was almost giving up that I was going to quit my job and go back to my country to go back to my own people because I thought I always wanted to do something else because I'm an occupational therapist. I used to work with artistic kids and special needs kids. But when I got here, I was, um, I was working, I'm working with uh, older adults like geriatric population and I don't see much growth there. And I'm very limited in applying my techniques that I learned. And I feel like I'm not given the liberty to do things always being questioned, always being criticized. But, um, you know, when I started applying being more virtuous, being strong in what I I want to do, um, and then how I relate myself to to my patients has gotten me a, a good relationship with everyone I work with, that they started looking into what I've been doing. And they, and they say to me, you know what you're doing, girl, you look like a, you know, like you just passed out of college or, or, or from school, but your way of thinking is like so much mature than uh, the adults we are dealing with, you know, so that uh, kind of feedback I'm getting when I started to sort out things in my life. So I think 52 Living Ideas is where I landed, (laughs) where I found my aliens, I think. (laughs) Uh, Actually, you're not aliens. Like, you're like gods to me, (laughs) literally. That's how I feel. So thank you, everyone, for sharing all your personal stuff. It's it's just really inspirational to me. Thank you Uh, so much. uh, Thank thank you, Kavita. And I think the way in which uh, people like Carl Jung or Louis Sullivan or Buckminster Fuller look at us, is that we, these are human beings. Uh, this is what human beings are and are supposed to be. Uh, we are a little bit more like that, like, like human beings than, than others, because people get lost into very specific things that they're doing. They become creatures of habit and they lose and they have a lot of fear um, that is stopping them from doing things. Um, so, so all it is that we are, I think, a little bit more of human beings, but there is a long way to go for, for each of us. So thank you very much. And thank you, thank you for joining us in, in the journey. It's really, uh, and thank you, thank you for all your feedback. Uh, next up is Shelly. Um, Kavitha, I hope I'm saying your, rank, your name right, but that was really inspirational. And thanks for speaking up and, and sharing. And um, 
I, I just really loved hearing how everything is impacting you and your career so positively. And Shrikant, it's kind of a little bit of a Shrikant love fest tonight. And um, I just wanted to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember at a meetup recently, you made a comment comparing yourself like, your impact is small compared to someone like Carl Jung or, you know, someone this global, but um, where's Stacy, our mathematician? Because if you take like all the people that you have direct impact that join your meetups, right. And then you multiply them by all the people that they're interacting with. I mean, you're probably like impacting more people than Carl Jung. <laughs> Or, you know, I don't know, Stacy. can you figure that math out for us a little bit? Anyway, we love you, Shrikant. Well, thank you. I'll get to work on the equation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. But it's a, it's, you know, it's a very large world. There are 10 billion people out there. And I think that the human potential is very large. And... Um, there are so many people who are kind of, for various reasons, mostly fear. Mostly it's kind of internal. It's not external. Mostly it's internal things that stop people. Um, so, so I think that the scale of what is possible is very large. So I do think that it's like a, what, we, what we have done so far is very, very tiny. It's a good start, but I think it's very, very tiny. And there's, it's a long way to go, both kind of at a personal level. Like I'm telling you, it's like I'm, I'm looking at these stories and say, hey, Shrikant, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is nothing. You know, I need to do more. Uh, so, so I'm, you know, thank, thank you. And I, I you know, just appreciate all, all the comments. And I really, I mean, uh, more than anything, I appreciate all, all you human beings, you know, who keep showing up every time. I'm very grateful because it's kind of materially adds to my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we have so much to learn from each other. Um, and there are places where, you know, we have faced certain things that other people have not. And you can, the other person can look at it. There are some aspects that you can learn. Like there are all these things that stop us and you don't even know that they are stopping us. And then you see somebody else just go through something which you thought was a wall that was stopping you. And they say, wait a minute, there was no wall. It was, I just imagined that there was a wall there. So, so there is just so much, so much to be learned. So, so thank you very much, everybody. Really well, great. I just, just to comment on what you're saying is that the, the potential in humanity is, is enormous. And I think this is why I, 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 I do better, I think, sharing my story on a one-on-one basis. I've not ever done it with a larger group like that, but, but I want people to know that the potential within you, it's almost limitless. I mean, we are coded with our DNA, right? So we can't achieve everything under the sun if it comes to our mind. But the desires in your heart and the ideas that come to your mind, like that's significant. Evaluate them. And you do have potential. And Shrikant, these places here, we can encourage one another and build one another up to go after, go for the gusto, go big. Don't dream small, dream big and go for it. And I think 52 Living Ideas is a big dream and I love it. (laughs) Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. All right. So on that note, I think this um, this has been amazing. So thank you very much, everybody. And thank you very much, uh, Chase and Alex. Uh, Chase and Alex, do you have uh, any, any kind of closing thoughts 
or shall we call it a night? Chase, do you have anything? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, again, I want to echo the thank yous to everybody who shared and to everybody who's contributing and to you, Shrikant, for all the work that you've put into creating this magnificent and massive experience that, like Shelley said, is, is, you know, multiplying out into the world. I think the last point that I want to make that I think is, is part of everyone's mind change switch story, but that wasn't highlighted quite yet is attention. I think that unless you have the capacity to pay attention, even if you have necessity, even if you have pressure, even if it's inside you somewhere, and even if you have some, even some understanding, the capacity to pay attention is so paramount to opening yourself to opportunity and to be able to change your mind when the time comes. I think that that's just the last aspect that I want to highlight. And I think that's how I want to wrap up my takeaway from this is the absolutely I have to I have to add uh, on the attention because it's such a huge point. Um, it is the liver. It's it is the point of maximum leverage. Um, William James put it in terms of, you know, will is paying attention to difficult objects. We tend to run away from difficult objects outside and inside. Will is your ability to pay attention to it. The entire Indian thought is based on this idea of attention, concentration, of being able to pay attention where you need to pay attention and doing that relentlessly. And that is the most transformative thing in the world. And each of us has that capacity at every moment in life. So that, that is the point of maximum leverage. So folks, again, this has been one of the best, you know, amazing meetups and hope to do another, you know, hope to use this as a base and go up from here. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Thank you, everybody, for my, my final takeaway. Just thank you. I'm really grateful for everybody sharing their story. Um, that's something that I think this whole group has helped me out a lot with as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you. I'm very excited. Feel great.